Hello, dear friends. Hope you've all been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. May grace and peace abound in God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Revelation Bible Study number 45 from the Last Days Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. A young lion and a dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Today, the chapter of hope begins, beginning of eternity. So far, we have experienced judgment during various tribulations and have seen many miserable things that no one wants to hear about. Therefore, the purpose of living as Christians is to help at least one person receive salvation while we are still living on earth. As David said in Psalm 119, it is our mission to proclaim the word of God. I believe that the purpose of Christians living on earth is to proclaim the word of life. The age rapidly ends in Revelation chapter 20, and a new beginning unfolds in chapter 21. The Bible can be viewed as an infinitely circulating book. The book of Revelation takes us back to Genesis again from chapter 21. There is no book in the world that has been written so mysteriously as the Bible. In Genesis, we have the tree of life. The tree of life appears again in Revelation chapter 22, verse 2. Abel was slain as a lamb in Genesis. And in Revelation 21, verse 23, we see the lamb again. In Genesis, we see paradise lost. But in Revelation, we see it restored. In Genesis 1, 1, we read that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In Revelation 21 verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. God begins with man in Genesis, and God also ends with man in Revelation 22. The Bible is an infinite book, a written word with the complete cycle. So a man of limited intellect, that is, a man who has not been born again, can never understand the full scope of the Bible. This Bible is not a book like the Quran or other religious scriptures. 
we must know that the Bible is the only true holy book and that it teaches the truth. Let us continue to study beginning with Revelation 21 verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The new heaven and the new earth are here, but the sea is gone. This sea is neither the Atlantic nor the Pacific Ocean of this earth. It is the great water that we studied back in chapter 4. This is expressed as a sea of glass. Job said the face of the deep is frozen in Job 38.30. It's the waters above the heavens. It's the sea mentioned in Job chapter 41, verse 31 through 33. This body of water is so huge, the Atlantic and Pacific oceans are considered as small pools. It is clearly testified in 2 Peter chapter 3 and Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10 through 12, that this great body of water also disappears when God splits the atoms and the constituent elements disappear as the heavens are swept away, being rolled up as a scroll. Revelation 21 verse 2, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The New Jerusalem is not the bride of God the Father. The bride of God the Father is Israel. New Jerusalem is the city prepared for the bride, who married his son, Jesus Christ. We get to see the New Jerusalem if we skip ahead to Revelation 21, verse 9 and 10. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Holy Jerusalem is the new Jerusalem. There are three new things we need to note. A new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. If you want to know about the relationship between New Jerusalem and the body of Christ, which is the church, you must know that the New Jerusalem is called the mother of all born-again saints of the age of the grace, age of the church. Galatians 4 verse 26 says the heavenly Jerusalem is our mother. Mysterious word indeed. There are also these three elements. The new earth has been prepared for the Jews, new Jerusalem for the Christians, and new heaven for many Gentiles. We must know that there are still three categories of people even in eternity, the Jews, Gentiles, and the church that received Jesus Christ and became Christians. According to 1 Corinthians 10 verse 32, give non-offense neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles nor to the church of God. The word of God says that in eternity there will only be Jews, Gentiles, and the church of God which is not of the Asians, whites, or blacks. Revelation 21, verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. There are several blessed words within the passage. 
God said the same thing to Israel in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 27. My tabernacle also shall be with them, yea, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. Yet there is no temple in the new Jerusalem. There may be a tabernacle in the new earth for the Jews in eternity, but there is no new temple in the new Jerusalem for Christians. This new Jerusalem comes down and says that God will be with Israel on earth and will be their God, and Israel will be his people. Israel is by no means abandoned. For a moment, their branch was broken and the Gentiles were grafted in and became God's children. The Bible warns the Christians, for if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. Romans 11 verse 21. Revelation 21 verse 4 and 5, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Some preachers say we must read the original text because God's words are elusive, symbolic, figurative, or incomprehensible. But this is absolutely not the case. God's words are faithful and true. This passage is to see the conclusion of Christians. Without the book of Revelation, we wouldn't know what happens to Satan. Satan is thrown into the lake of fire as mentioned in the book of Revelation. Have you ever thought of the Bible not containing the book of Revelation? Did you know that all the verses we love to quote about our heavenly home are found in the book of Revelation. No more sorrow, no more death, no more mourning, no more pain, no more tears of disappointment. It is impossible to love without passion, serving endlessly without knowing tiredness, rejoicing to your heart's content, no curses, only blessings, life enjoyed without knowing death, no darkness, only light, no pain and full of strength, reigning eternally, fully satisfied without any deficiency, no tears, but full of praises. It's just flawless beauty. There are only good friends. Wouldn't you like to go to a place like this? This place does exist. Evangelist D.L. Moody, who led many people to the Lord, once said, if you are saved, this world will be the worst hell you will ever see. If you are not saved, this world will be the greatest heaven you will ever lay your eyes upon. So what about you? How do you view this world? Since born-again people see the heavenly things, they have no choice but to see the things of the earth to be hellish. Again from Revelation 21 verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. This is the place Christ spoke of in John 14, verse 2 and 3. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Thomas asked, Lord, how do we get there? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In John 14, 6. There is no other way unless you believe in Jesus Christ. No way to meet God unless we call upon him through Christ Jesus. Revelation 21, verse 5 and 6. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, meaning the beginning, as Omega is the last letter, meaning the end. Freely is without restrictions. It is one of the first words God spoke to man in Genesis 2, verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Given away for free, God wants to give. Adam and Eve were freely given to eat as such, but instead they ate the wrong thing. Satan left out the word freely and caused Adam and Eve to sin by having them eat from the something else other than the tree of life. For this reason, the tree of life is no longer given freely. The tree of life appears again in Revelation 22 verse 14, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. The water of life is the free gift of salvation. To those who thirst, I will give the living water of life without cost. This invitation is for anyone of any generation. In Revelation 22 verse 17, the bride of Christ invites people to Christ. And this is only true for the church age. In verse 14, only those who keep his commandments have a right to the tree of life, but only during the time of tribulation and the millennium. We must rightly divide the words of the Bible. We see the invitation of the church age in Revelation 21 verse 6. We know it by remembering what the Lord Jesus Christ said to the Samaritan woman who came to draw water. John 4 verse 13 and 14, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus tells us what a wonderful place the New Jerusalem is, and he doesn't want us to miss it. Revelation 21 verse 7 and 8, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. 
overcomers during the tribulation are who keep the commandments. The present age of grace is such peaceful and wonderful time for everyone to freely receive blessings of everlasting life just through faith alone. Verse 8 shows those burning with brimstone. There are overcomers and a list of who burn with fire and brimstone, divided by terrible dissociative conjunction, but that divides the two situations, who do not get to share in the abode where there is no sorrow, death, pain, or tears. They are who will face the greatest tragedy where they will forever suffer the horror of all terrors where tears, sorrow, pain, lamentation, and gnashing of teeth. It is literally a burning hell. Those who do not believe in God are treated with fornicators, liars, and murderers. God treats the fearful as same as the murderers and fornicators, and all liars. It is true that Christians can sin, and if they do, they will not inherit the kingdom of God, according to Galatians 5.21. But Christians are still Christians. Your soul may receive salvation, but you cannot have any inheritance. An unsaved person can also sin, but he or she is not saved. Christians are distinguished from the unsaved because the sins they commit have been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the guarantee of eternal salvation. Some people doubt this, but the Lord has done everything. However, when a Christian sins, he loses many things. First, the joy of God's salvation. David testified in Psalm 51, 12. Second, the knowledge of God, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and 34. Third, we lose God's healing, 1 Corinthians eleven thirty. Fourth, we lose God's reward, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 13 through 15. Fifth, the inheritance of the millennial reign is lost, Luke 19, verse 15 through 26. Sixth, even his own life is lost, 1 Corinthians eleven thirty. The Bible said, those who unworthily partake of the body and blood of the Lord become weak, sick, and fall asleep, meaning dead. Therefore, the Lord tells us to proclaim his death and resurrection until his coming. This is the correct way to participate in the Lord's Supper worthily. Revelation 21 verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. She is no longer betrothed, she has already become his wife. In Second Corinthians 11.2, we are betrothed, and in Revelation 19 verse 7, we are adorned as a bride for the wedding. In chapter 21 verse 9, she became his wife, and she is described as a city. In Bible, the woman is described as a city, and city can be described as a woman. Satan has Babylon as his bride. She is both a woman and a city. Christ has New Jerusalem as his bride. She is a woman as well as a city. The city of Christ is New Jerusalem. Revelation 21 verse 10, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God.
This city does not touch down on the ground. It just says that the city is descending out of heaven. And this city will be around the earth, perhaps as a satellite. However, what is clear here is that it comes down from heaven but does not land on the ground but floats in space. This city does not need the sun or moon for lights. However, the sun and moon will still be there to illuminate the earth. Christians will live with the Lord forever in the city of New Jerusalem. Christians will live with the Lord forever in the city of New Jerusalem. Revelation 21 verse 16 tells us about that city. And the city lieth fourscore, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. The length and breadth and height of it are equal. This city is made of pure gold, not just one side is square, but all four sides. The width, height, and length of the city is 1,500 miles, as 12,000 furlongs equals about 1,500 miles. And the wall is about 80 meters tall. This wall will be transparent jasper with a double pyramidal structure containing carbon, the main component of all living things. If we compare the size of this city to United States, the size is about from the distance from Boston to Miami, Miami to Denver, and Denver to Buffalo. The Lord said there are many mansions in my father's house. He never lies. He didn't say there are a lot of rooms, but many mansions. I don't know how big our room is, but just being there would be a wonderful blessing. Revelation 21 verse 11. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. As mentioned before, jasper is made of carbon. This city is alive. Clear as crystal means the city sparkles as it descends and jasper is like a diamond found in Egypt and Siberia. It comes in a variety of colors to suit all tastes and races. Here, that jasper is the main component of this city. Revelation 21, verse 13 through 16. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth fourscore, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. The city is fifteen hundred miles long, fifteen hundred miles wide, and 1,500 miles high. Imagine this city soaring in the air. Revelation 21 verse 17, And he measured the wall thereof, and hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. This text indicates that there are passages in the Bible that clearly shows that angels are people. Angels can be seen as human beings, and angels appeared as men. That's why the Greek noun angelos is also masculine. I won't go into 
depth about angels any further today. Revelation 21, verse 18 through 20, And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was of pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, and seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprus, the eleventh a jacinth, the twelfth an amethyst. These stones are on display at the Smithsonian Museum in Washington, D.C. They were the stones that were attached to the breastplate during the Old Testament times. These twelve stones represent the twelve tribes of Israel. What the city of God looks like and how dazzling it would be, people just can't imagine. The road is pure gold. Pure gold is transparent. Apostle Paul said this after visiting the third heaven. For I am in strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Philippians 1 verse 23. It is no surprise that he said this. He was stoned to death, but after seeing this city, he entered the city again to be stoned again so he could die. Those who preach the gospel, those who testify to the coming of the Lord, living in poverty and facing persecution, have seen their new home. That's why they want to go there in any way, shape, or form. In Hebrews chapter 11, many of our ancestors of faith said this world was not worthy. Just like D.L. Moody once said, America, which seemed like a paradise in the world, looked like a living hell after being saved. Folks, look at the world that we live in currently. Cities like L.A. and many other great cities of the world. Are they not like Sodom and Gomorrah? Perhaps even worse? You've got to be able to see this. The Apostle Paul and John saw the New Jerusalem. It is a real place. It's not symbolic. Please don't be fooled. God never jokes on such things. Revelation 21 Verse 21, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And such we shall walk the streets of gold in heaven. Here on earth people fight for gold, but over in heaven people walk on the golden street. On earth men fight over money, but in heaven, money is the pavement that you walk on on top of gold. The size of the pearl gate is not given, but the walls will be 300 feet high, which each gate is a pearl-like circular shape. If the door is big enough for one person to pass through, the pearl will be about 7 feet in diameter. The door will be at least 30 feet high. Revelation 21 verse 22 through 24. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. 
and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Here we see the nations who are saved during the tribulation and the millennium. They die without ever gaining eternal life. But at the great white throne judgment, if their names are found in the book of life, they will have the right to eat from the tree of life. They will enter the city and eat of the tree of life, like the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Their descendants will enter the city from eternity and eat of the tree of life and live forever. You must know that the kings of the earth are actual people with flesh and blood of earth during eternity. In Isaiah 66, verse 22 and 24, it should be noted that all flesh comes to New Jerusalem to worship the Lord on the Sabbath and the new moon in the new heaven and new earth. Events during the eternity, Revelation 21, verse 25 and 26, And the gates of it shall not be shut all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Revelation 21, verse 27, And there shall be no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. No unclean thing can enter the city. The names of Christians are in the book of life, of course. Mentioned here are those who were saved during the tribulation and the millennium period. As they enter, Christians are already there. Christians do not have to go in to eat from the tree of life, because they already have eternal life. So in this passage, we can see that those on earth during eternity enter the New Jerusalem to eat of the tree of life. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 22 to 24, we see that the tree of life, which was forbidden when Adam sinned, is finally allowed again. This is what will happen in the new heaven and the new earth, New Jerusalem. Wouldn't you like to live in this hope? I pray you will live in this hope in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.